0: Welcome back. It's June 14th, 2012, and this is the first soybean aphid podcast of 2012. I am Matt O'Neill. I am the soybean entomologist at Iowa State University, and to my right is Aaron Hodson, the field crop entomologist at Iowa State University. Hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is a reminder that this is a weekly Podcast that we do through the growing season to talk about what we're finding in our research plots and what Aaron is hearing um, from farmers and colleagues around the Midwest. Is that true?
1: That's very true.
0: Okay. And uh, we make this available through iTunes and www.soybeanaphid.info. And Aaron writes a blog.
1: Mm-hmm. What's the name of the it's blog? It's called The Bugs Life.
0: And uh, you also write articles for the Integrated Crop Management Newsletter. Yep. And um, those are available on the web.
1: Yep. Free. All free. At? At the Google. I don't know what the address (laughs) is right offhand. Uh,
0: But they get posted also at the uh, soybeanaphid.info website, www.soybeanaphid.info, all one word except for the dot in the info uh, so right off the ba- bat let's talk about soybean aphids and what have we heard for about soybean aphids
1: well Brian Lang he's our F- ISU field agronomist in northeastern Iowa near Decorah and he's had a long-standing research with soybean aphid ever since I think it's been confirmed in Iowa, and so he's scouts early and often for soybean aphid, and he let us know. I think it was either the last day of May or the first day of June that he found uh, his first soybean aphids of 2012 at very low levels, but I think they were V1, V2 plants. Since then, we've also confirmed soybean aphid at the Nashua Research Farm
0: uh, in Northeast
1: Iowa. In Northeast Iowa, so I would say that's not too surprising given that we typically find aphids in those in the northeastern part of the state first and then usually in the in the early part of june so i haven't heard of any other places yet that have com- confirmed soybean aphid
0: but this is remarkable how is this remarkable well in some ways it's not it's a typical what we've seen um uh, it's a bit, I guess, a little surprising to me because the weather's been so warm. It's been the warmest spring on record, and aphids typically don't do well in warm temperatures. But uh, they're out there, and so we'll continue following them and give you updates uh, based on this uh, podcast. Uh, but we also talk about other insect pests of soybeans. And one of the ones that uh, Aaron just finished an article on with help from myself and um, a uh, graduate student, Adam Varenhorst, that's out in an ICM article, It's about spider mites. And spider mites are uh, not a common problem, but they tend to be a problem when temperatures are warm. Any updates? Have you heard anything about spider mites since writing that article?
1: I haven't heard of any, uh, any confirmations of really high densities of spider mites, but I have heard of a few people that are looking for spider mites, are able to find them. And so... Generally, the whole state is under dry or abnormally dry conditions, so it is a pest that you should definitely keep your eye out for, and you hopefully want to detect before you have that severe yellowing or leaf drop. So um, something that we don't normally think about, but this year um, it's going to be on our radar all summer.
0: And one thing you could do maybe to be proactive about this is um, avoid using pyrethroid-based insecticides. Uh, given that the environmental conditions are ideal for spider mites adding a pyrethroid over the top of soybeans might uh, flare the mite populations by removing the natural enemies that feed on the aphid uh, making i'm sorry on the mite yeah because we're talking about spider mites not soybean aphids i got soybean aphids on the brain uh but the the goal here would be to uh, not use a pyrethroid, so because that would just make it a happier home for the spider mites. So that's one other pest that we talk about, and we'll keep updated on. And visit that website, uh, the ICM uh, newsletter, um, for more information about how to scout for spider mites, what they look like. You got some great pictures on there, um, and some historical information about what uh, what you can. Uh, do to manage them if they do show up. Another big pest in uh, soybeans are uh, Japanese beetles, and these are a new pest, uh, relatively new, only been in the state for the last ten years, and uh, we've seen an uptake of them throughout the uh, the state. And these aren't limited to soybeans.
1: Yeah, I've, I think we first got confirmed of adult emergence almost that same time as soybean aphid the first week and actually kelly gill a graduate student in your lab uh, found japanese beetles feeding on roses on our campus and since then um, it's pretty much all i've heard about from crop consultants and field agronomists people finding them feeding on very um, young soybean mark lick the field agronomist uh, called me this morning and said that he Where's mark at Mark is in Central, so, Central. He co- okay. so he covers the Ames and Nevada, Boone, and he found uh, adults feeding on corn leaves, and I've never heard of this or seen this, but uh, I'm going to go take a look this afternoon, Good. because they're kind of just scraping off the top of the leaf surface, so, and uh, yesterday I was visiting some vineyards, and I saw them defoliating grape leaves pretty heavily.
0: So this is a bit remarkable because Japanese beetles, um, if they do come out, they come out in July, um, maybe late June. So we're about two, maybe three weeks earlier than what we've seen in the past. And uh, that's disconcerting because it's not clear if this is just a shift and they're earlier or if it's going to be a longer period of time that we'll have with these insects. And for soybean growers, that could be more defoliation and defoliation isn't that big a deal usually you need 40 to 60% defoliation before you see a yield loss that's a lot of yield loss but on smaller beans that can be you know could be more important and then the other issue for corn is silk clipping and there are thresholds available for how many beetles uh, would result in you know, significant silk clipping, and then how far down that clipping can go because the Japanese beetle isn't the only thing feeding on those uh, silks. So, again, something to watch out for maybe a little bit earlier than usual.
1: I, I, my recommendation for Japanese beetle and soybean would be to treat if uh, 30% if you have more than 30% defoliation before bloom and 20% after bloom. It's, it's. We haven't really seen those levels before in Iowa, so um, we'd appreciate a heads up on if you have fields that are approaching a, a treatable level.
0: And maybe, um, yeah, an email to us at O'Neill O-N-E-A-L, at IA IASTate.edu, or E-W-H at IASTate.edu. And um, it'd be nice to have those reports. That gives us some more uh, insight into the... What was really a remarkable response by this insect um, to the uh, the warmer temperatures that we 've seen uh, this past spring, and it kind of comes as no surprise that the insect is uh, out earlier it's um, larvae the grubs are in the soil, and so warmer temperatures that would warm the soil would speed their development. Uh, now the big question is how long are those adults going to stick around, and are we going to see them showing up in large numbers in uh, corn and beans when they're most sensitive to their damage? And then the thing to look for is that skeletonizing feeding on leaves and just the large congregations of them. Anything else we need to talk about for this week?
1: We, we definitely hit the highlights. Uh, spider mites, Japanese beetle, a uh, few areas are having defoliation. Um, a very young soybean with bean leaf beetle. That's um, still the
0: overwintering generation? As
1: far as I know, I think that it is. And so that'd be something to keep in mind if you have specialty or niche market soybeans that you want to try and protect um, that young soybean if necessary. But yeah, I think we hit uh, the highlights. Okay. So
0: uh, we'll do this weekly now throughout the summer as best we can. Uh, And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us uh, or go to our website, www.soybeanaphid.info, where you can leave comments there as well. Love to hear from you. And uh, have a good week.
1: Welcome 2012. Hey.